This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Chicken head, chicken feet, chicken eggs is all I eat. Chicken eggs. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am Vince Russo, and you are not. It is Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. We have one day left in the month. Then as far as I'm concerned, we officially turn over into fall. As far as I'm concerned, September 1st is fall. I don't care what the official date is. It doesn't matter to me. Fall starts September 1st. So Friday will be fall. My favorite, favorite, favorite part of the year. As I mentioned yesterday, uh, yesterday was my late mom's birthday. Um, man, I got to tell you, like, I... I <laughs> I, I I try not to think about my mom, and I know I know that sounds horrible. I know that sounds horrible. Number one, I can't tell you the date my mother died. Number two, I can't tell you how long ago my mother died. Like, bro, I pack that up, and I put that so far back in the closet. You have no idea. So I don't I don't deal with that. I can't ignore when her birthday is. I can't ignore Mother's Day. Um, but outside of that, man, I I just put that away, man. And um, very, very hard for me to think about that. Very hard for me to think about my mom. Man, I, I got to be honest. Like, I did not have a bigger fan than my mom. Man, I'll never forget, you know, when when I when I wrote my first book and I sent her a copy, like I I'll I'll never ever forget the joy um that she uh experienced, man. I'll never ever forget that. Um man, I'll never forget her, you know, like seeing me wrestle Ric Flair in a stage in a in a steel cage in Atlanta. Uh, man, I, my father, I used to make my father bring her to, uh, um, TNA tapings, um, where we used to have a lot of fun with her. Her, her favorite was Jay Lethal Machismo. She didn't know he was Jay Lethal. She thought he was Machismo, but she was so proud of, you know, my accomplishments, um, you know, more than anybody else, man. Like, you know, bro, I, Throughout my entire career, I've shielded my family from the wrestling business. Like, my God, I can't even imagine if my mother were alive and somehow, some way, she were able to figure out social media. Bro, if she read half of the things said about me, uh, I can't, I can't even imagine. There was, no bigger supporter in my life uh, than my mom, man. And uh, you know, bro, it's 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 hard, man. When 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 you when when you 
just lose somebody that just loves you so, 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 so much unconditionally. You're never going to replace that, bro. You know, in, in, in your lifetime, you're not going to replace that, you know? So for, you know, those of us that have lost, you know, parents or siblings or, you know, God, bro, like children, um, that unconditional love, will just never be replaced. And, you know, it's it's that unconditional love, man, sometimes which really just helps you cope with things, man, and helps, you know, get you through this world and helps get you through the day-to-day. Like how many times, man, you're having a shitty day, man. You know you could pick up the phone and call that one person, man. You know, like that is so, so, so important. So, when you lose people that close, man, it's um, it's just very, very, very difficult, you know. Um, you know, I, I, of course, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about um, uh, you know, Wyndham Rotunda and his family. Um, you know, bro, think about Terry's Funk fam, Terry Funk's family. You know, you 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 don't you there there are only a handful of people in this lifetime that just absolutely love you unconditionally, no questions asked. And then when you start losing those people, it's kind of like you're out there on your own. And, you know, you, you know, that, that, that support system um, just starts chipping away and it just, it becomes really, really, really difficult. Like, you know, I come on here. I talk a lot about my dad who's 92 Bro, my dad feverishly, feverishly tries to find out from me what I'm happy, what's happening, what kind of shows am I doing, this, that, and the other thing. I tell my dad nothing when it comes to professional wrestling. Nothing. Uh, I don't want him to 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 know anything about this business. I don't want him to be anywhere near this business. And occasionally, bro. You know, he'll go on his computer and, you know, he, he, he'll he see some hate towards me, which he doesn't understand. And then he wants to get in a conversation with me. Why did so-and-so say this about you? And I'm like, bro, I'm not I'm not talking about any of that with you. I don't want you to know about any of that. I don't want you to be a part of any of that. Um, And, it, you know, it's it's sad, bro, because it's like. I made a living in the professional wrestling business and I've got to protect my own father from that. I, I just can't imagine a professional athlete or a professional actor or entertainer or comedian. Um, I just can't, un- I, I can't comprehend anybody in the entertainment business having to completely protect those they love from the business they worked in. I th- th- there's I, I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine, bro. Um, but that's what I have to do with my dad. I, I you know I, I got to try to you know keep him away from reading things and looking at, at things. And then he's asking me questions, and I'm like, bro, you you don't want to have anything in the world to do with this freaking business. Nothing, zero. That's the way I was with my wife. When I was in it, bro, that's the way I was with my kids. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't need to be involved 
in this just corroded, polluted cesspool of a of a business. You you, you really 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 don't. And you know, bro, I, it's interesting because I was on Busted Open um, a couple of weeks ago, and Dave Lagreca is a is a big Vince Russo supporter, as I am a big Dave Lagreca supporter. Big Dave Lagreca, I like Dave Lagreca a lot. But but you know, Dave Lagreca loves today's wrestling, and Dave Lagreca is a fanboy. And bro, that's cool. But. I hate today's professional wrestling, and I hate a lot of things about wrestling. So one of the things Dave brought up to me was, you know, Vince, maybe, you know, you've got some heat in this business because, you know, basically you're you're ungrateful, and you're you're not grateful for what the business gave you. And I and, and I just said to, to to Dave, I said, bro, what what did the business give me? Like really, what did it give me? And he, he see, here's the problem, bro. With with a guy like Dave, he's never worked in you know for one of these major companies. He he's never been in the belly of the beast. He's never been in it. You know, he's interviewed thousands of wrestlers. He's got his own show. He does very very well. He's beloved. I love him, bro. I love him. But bro, when you when you work in the belly of the beast, you are seeing a much different industry, and that's what I I don't understand, bro. What 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 am I grateful for that I made a living in professional wrestling for X amount of years, bro? Bro, I made a living in that business because of how hard I worked. And because of my work ethic and because the sacrifices I made. And you know what, bro? If it wasn't that business, it would have been a different business. So I I don't understand, like, what am I grateful about when it comes to swimming with sharks? You know, where, you know, every day I had to watch my back and every day it was a political chess game and Every day, people were making shit up about you, you know, and, and every day you're dealing with egomaniacs where where all it's about is them, 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 me, 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 me. I, I don't know what I'm grateful for, bro. What am I, I? I was lucky to be working in the professional wrestling industry. I mean, because that's what I would think, bro, if, if, if you if, if I were to be grateful. Thankful. Uh. I was lucky to work in. No, no, I wasn't, bro. I wasn't lucky, bro. Working in that industry took years off my freaking life, bro. And and I'm not grateful for that. I am not grateful for that. And bro, I'll be honest with you. Every, you know, the the other jobs I've had, you know, CBS Publishing, um, you know, I, I wasn't grateful for that job. It was a freaking job, bro. And I went there and I worked my ass off. You know when I was grateful, bro? I was grateful when I owned my own business. That's when I was grateful. Because I, I was grateful that I was in a position to be able to call my own shots and to be in control of my own destiny. If I succeed, I succeed. If I fail, I fail. It'll all be because of me, not anybody else controlling the situation and pulling the strings. That I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for this. 
I'm grateful for Russo'sBrand.com. I am grateful for all of you that subscribe to the channel and have been for years. I'm grateful for that. I am grateful that you understand me and you get me and you, you, you think I'm worthy of you supporting me with your hard earned money. I am grateful of that. I, I am not going to sit here and tell you I was grateful for a industry that drove me into a deep depression. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not grateful for that, bro. And I'm not grateful for a lot of the people in it. I am, I am grateful for some of the people I worked with, but I mean, bro, that pales in comparison. That's maybe, you know, 20% out of the hundred percent. I could tell you people I'm grateful for. I'm great. I'm, I'm grateful for Kurt Angle. I'm grateful for Mick Foley. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for Steve Austin. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful I got to work with some of these great people. Am I grateful that I was a part of that industry? Absolutely not. Because I tell you, if I had to do it again, that is not the road I would choose. You know, bro, I, I got to tell you, if you're, you, you got like really, you, you got three types of people that are involved in the wrestling business. You got your flat out liars that, that will do anything, bro, to get ahead. They don't give a shit. They will lie. They will cheat. They will beg. They will borrow. They will steal. They will do whatever it takes to get ahead in the business. So flat out lying to them is like second freaking nature. Second freaking nature. Number two, you've got those bro who are characters. They, 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 they're so embedded in the wrestling bubble that they don't know the difference between who they really are and who their wrestling character is. So they're, they're forever cutting promos. They're cutting promos when you're working with them. They're cutting promos in their 50s. They're cutting promos in their 60s. They'll be cutting promos in their 70s. So, so there are those types of people who are so tightly engaged in the wrestling bubble that they have no clue of who they are. Absolutely no clue, bro. I, I swear, you know, listen, man, I, 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 I worked many years with Ric Flair, Ric Flair, bro. That, that's the perfect example because when I worked with Ric Flair, we never had a crossword. We've never had an issue. Um, I was never disrespectful to him. I was always very disrespectful to him. Um, you know, it was a privilege to work with a legend like that. It was an absolute uh, uh, privilege. I'll never forget, bro, when when I was trying out for a radio gig here in Denver and I needed to land um, like some big interviews to get the job. I called two people, bro. I called Mick Foley and I called Ric Flair. Now, Mick, I had a great relationship with. Um, so there was no question, but. Rick did it, bro. No problem. When do you want me to call? No problem. Absolutely no problem. But then, bro, you know, he, you know, he writes a book and he does these shows and these interviews and, you know, the name Vince Russo comes up and he's got to slide right into that Ric Flair character. 
because that's what the people want. You know, he he knows he knows when he's asked the question about Vince Russo. He knows the marks want him to bury Vince Russo. So he's going to he's going to be in Ric Flair character and he's going to bury Vince Russo knowing Vince Russo never did a damn thing wrong to him ever. Ever. So you got those kind of people. Then, bro, the very few, the very small percentile are those that tell the truth no matter what. And, bro, I say this all the time, but it is factual. Those type of people, bro, tend to come from the Northeast. They tend to come from New York, New Jersey. Pennsylvania, they're they're Northeast people where in the Northeast, bro, we tell the truth. We're not liars. We're not connivers. We're not workers. And here's why. Because, bro, when, when you come up in those areas, just so you understand how this works, it's every man for himself, bro. It's dog eat dog. Bro, watch the movie Wall Street, okay, and, 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 and Gordon Gecko. Bro, that's what life is like, man, in New York. That's what life is like in in Philly. That's what life is like in the eastern part of the world. So with that, from a very early age, you know you're in a dogfight, okay? And and what comes with being in a dogfight, bro, is you are going to outplay, work harder, than everybody else. That's the mentality. Bro, when you look at guys like Taz and Bubba and Devon and, and Tommy Dreamer, when, when you look at guys like this, bro, their mentality is they're going to outwork you. They're going to outshine you. You, you are not going to outwork them. And when I, when I say work, I'm talking about physically. You know, mentally, you're you're not going to outwork them. So with that, you raise your game to the highest level. That's what you do, bro. Being a New Yorker, coming from that part of the world, you raise your game to the highest level so you know nobody is going to outwork me. With that, bro, comes confidence. Now you're confident because you know I am going to be the best I can possibly be. So now you have an ear of confidence. Well, bro, that right there is where people from the East Coast, tri-state area, that is where they get a bum rap because they do work hard and they outwork everybody else and they know how good they are because of that work. And they have a level of confidence that nobody is nobody's going to beat them. That that is the freaking mentality. Nobody is going to beat them. And of course, bro, what that equates to in the wrestling business, because I guess from a lot of other areas of the world, you know, the West Coast, you know, the the Midwest, the the Minnesotas, the the Texases, wherever. I guess that doesn't work. I guess that's not the mentality. So right off the bat, 
oh, so-and-so is difficult to work with. Yeah, look, look at your map and look at geography. Where does that so-and-so come from? Where does that so-and-so come from? Nine out of ten, bro, it's the freaking East Coast. And that's where the bum rap comes. You know, you, you, you got your guys coming out of Minnesota. You got your guys coming out of, you know, Houston. You got your guys coming out of, you know, other parts of the, of the map where it's not like that. It's not like that, bro. It's man, I'm never going to be able to outwork this guy. Bro, you, you look at a guy like Tommy Dreamer. How, how in God's name are you going to ever work Tommy Dreamer? How are you gonna, how are you gonna work harder than Tommy Dreamer? You, you're not. You're not gonna work harder than Mick Foley. You're not. And you know that. So what do you do, bro? So now, now we take them down in other ways. And that's where the politicians and all the bullshit comes in. And bro, you gotta understand, like this may be a whole other show for a whole other time. Bro, there's a lot of uneducated people in wrestling. There really are, bro. The, the, there are a lot of People, people that did not go to college, that did not get a proper education, therefore do not know how to act in social surroundings, uh, do not have common sense, do not know any better, because there's a lot of people in the wrestling business where their whole life is wrestling, and that's all it's ever been. They never had a job outside of wrestling. They never went to a college or an institution for four years to get that education. All they know is the education they get in the world of professional wrestling. That is all they know, bro. I, I, I pointed this out the other day because it's the same with dirt sheet writers. When, when Hollywood was asking a uh, Paul White, um, she was, she's interviewing Paul White and Bray Wyatt just passed away and she hits him with the question and, and you could see in Paul White's face, why, why are they allowing this Mark to interview me? And I tried to explain, she didn't know any better, bro. She honestly did not know any better. And, and part of that, bro, is number one, you got to know. Man, this is fresh. This just happened. We're here to talk about AEW. I'm not going to hit this dude with this. You know, that that's number one. And number two, when you do hit him with it, you got to be able to read him and see how he's reacting and understand, ah, oh, shit, I shouldn't have, have asked the question. Bro, they don't get any of that. There, there, there's no common sense. They don't know any better, bro. They don't know any better, bro, because there was no education in the real world. What 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 jobs, what jobs have Dave Meltzer had besides writing a wrestling newsletter? What other jobs have Jim Cornette have or Eric Bischoff had or Bruce Pritchard had? They, they, they have no world experience, bro. Zero. And and those are the types of people you're dealing with, bro. I'm telling you guys right now. And I've said this for many, many years. One of my favorite people in the world is Shane Douglas. And there is a series of interviews with Shane Douglas that I, I, I came across on YouTube. Bro, Shane Douglas is perhaps the straightest shooter I know. 
everything that comes out of Shane Douglas's mouth, I believe. Shane Douglas never puts himself over. He's he's not telling stories to prop himself up. He's not tearing other people down. All his stories are matter of fact. And, bro, the memory this dude has is unbelievable. Not only can he, can he tell you where he was on what day, he could tell you how he was standing. He could tell you if he had a cup of coffee in his hand. The freaking details in Shane's stories are incredible. But like I said, he, here's what you'll find out right away. He's, he's not putting himself over. And he's not putting himself over at the expense of somebody else. He's telling you the truth. I, I hate to go back to it, bro, but you immediately saw on Dark Side of the Ring. Immediately, Eric Bischoff starts with the name calling. He starts with the name calling and then, you know, boasting out his chest about, you know, him and Hulk Hogan on the plane, high-fiving because they got over. So you, you, you if you're if you're from New York, if you're from the East Coast, if you're intelligent, if you're educated, you know what's going on here. You know what's going on here. This guy is going to put himself over at the expense of Vince Russo. Shane never does that. Now, bro, I will I will be honest with you. There's no question about it. When I was at TNA with Shane, I was Shane's biggest advocate. I was Shane's biggest advocate. But, bro, Shane was also having a very, 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 very difficult time. And, you know, Jerry Jarrett, you know, kept coming to me, you know, accusing Shane of being on this, that, and the other thing. Bro, I never want to believe that. I never want to believe that, bro. You know, and usually when one of the boys is is um, accused of being addicted to painkillers or, you know, wh- whatever, I usually ask somebody else, one of the other wrestlers, who has experience in that field and somebody I trust. Like, can you go talk to so-and-so and tell me what you think? I can remember having those conversations with D'Lo Brown when he was an agent at TNA because I trusted D'Lo. He was an agent. He wasn't an act- active wrestler. So I would say, D'Lo, can you please go have a conversation with Jeff Hardy? Come back. Let me know what you think. So in the case of Shane, bro, I, I, I confronted him because I was always going to bat for him, and I love the dude. Shane, are, are you on anything? Um, tell me, bro, please. We'll, we'll work, but I got to know. He swore up and down. He was straight. There were no issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, bro, you got to understand something. Shane's doing that to protect his job. He's doing that to protect his job. And what, what, what does any addict do? You know, it's a cover up. It's, it's a lie. And because they don't want other people to know. So in this case, Shane had a problem at the time. You know, he's got a family. I, I, I know there were, he was having some difficulties at home, but when he's not being honest with me, bro, that is survival. That is survival because Shane knows he's got a problem. He knows he's effed up, but he also knows I cannot lose this job. So you got to understand, bro, in a situation like that, I totally understand that. 
I totally, totally, totally get it. Um, and thank God, bro. You know, Shane straightened himself out um, because this guy is a class freaking act. Um, right up there, right up there, bro. Right up, right up there with the Kurt Angles, uh, you know, in my wrestling career. So I, I, I don't even know how I got off on this tangent. I guess it goes back to what, what, what am I grateful for, bro? Like really, what, 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 why, why would I be grateful to Vince McMahon? Bro, when Vince took me on, WWE was, WWF was hemorrhaging money, hemorrhaging money. And the people he had around for him for God knows how many years, they were not changing with the times. And, and, and the popularity of the WWE was getting lower and lower and lower and lower. So here was the big mouth, honest guy from New York saying, bro, you're doing this all wrong. You, 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 you guys are lost somewhere in the seventies. You're doing this all, all wrong. Make no bones about it, bro. Vince had no choice. Vince had no choice. Who, who was he going to go to at that point? So he said, you know what, bro? This freaking New York has got a big mouth. Let let him put let him put his money where his mouth is. I I don't know, bro. Am I supposed to be grateful for that? Am I supposed to be grateful for the opportunity? If Vince McMahon didn't give me that opportunity, I don't want to sound, you know, boastful here. If he didn't give me that opportunity, it would have been his loss and I would have got the opportunity someplace else. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not grateful. I got the opportunity. I don't know what to say, bro. I don't, when it comes to wrestling, there isn't a feeling of being grateful. Years were taking off of my life. I was expected that the company I worked for was supposed to be more important than my family. I, I'm not grateful for that. There's nothing grateful about that. And if I would have been another person, I would have gotten divorced. I would have been estranged from my kids because if I would have followed what was expected, then the industry I was in would have been the been all, be all end all. That's what would have happened. How many wrestlers have been freaking divorced, bro? How many wrestlers are estranged from their kids? That's why. Because the bubble tells you that this business and your spot is more important than anything else. No, it's not. And how do I know that, bro? I know that from being in the world beforehand. I know that from experiencing life. I know that from my parents teaching me what's right from wrong. I know that from an education where, where, where I was educated on the do's and don'ts. I know that from coming up in New York where I was street smart. That's how I know all that, bro. I, 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 they don't know any better. They don't understand. They don't comprehend. So, you know, man, if I sound like an a-hole, because I'm not grateful for what the wrestling business did for me, bro, then I am an a-hole. Because I cannot sit here and tell you 
yes, bro, I am very grateful that I got to work, you know, X amount of years in the wrestling business with liars and cheaters and car salesmen and politicians where there were no morals and every, every, every man was cheating on his wife and every wife was cheating on his husband and there were no morals and there was no val- values, but there was a lot of ego, bro. Yes, I'm very grateful that I got to be a part of that. Are you fucking nuts, bro? Are you nuts? I'm not grateful, bro. Like I said, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for you. You know why, bro? Because we could all be honest here, bro. We could all talk about how we really feel, what we really think here. That's what it's all about, bro. It's all about relationships. Bro, I've had some, I've had some conflicts with people in the brand. And I've had some conflicts with people in the brand that have been here for 10 years. And what do those conflicts come from? It comes, it comes from us being honest with each other. And sometimes when you're honest with each other, man, there are some things you might not want to hear, even though you know they are the truth. But at the end of the day, the relationship's going to be stronger, bro. And how do you know they don't give a shit about you? Because, bro, once you're no longer a part of it, you're dead to them. You're dead to them. Bro, you know what that, you know what that's like, bro? Honestly, we've got a tier on Patreon that's like a hundred dollar tier, a hundred dollars a month, bro. And with that hundred dollars a month, bro, you get a phone call from me. You get to be a part of the Castrating the Mark show. There are some perks that come with the $100 a month tier. Anybody that signs up for that tier, bro, I am very grateful for. But, bro, people come in and out. People come in and out. Um, We probably had that tier up to, I don't know, bro. I would say at its best, maybe eight people. And right now we have two and people come in and out, in and out, in and out. It would be the, it it would be equal to you're paying for the hundred dollar tier. Now you're not paying for it anymore. uh, Probably because, you know, you can't afford it and gas is $18 a gallon. And now you're not paying it anymore. So now I'm not going to have anything to do with you. Now I'm not going to answer your DMs. Now I'm not going to talk to you. Now I'm going to completely ignore you because you are no longer paying me the hundred dollars a month. Literally, that's what it's like when when you can no when you are no longer doing anything for them. Your worth as a human being becomes zero. That's when you know it's a bullshit world, bro. That's when you know it's a bullshit world. I only mean something. When I'm, when I, when I'm bringing monetary value to the table and the minute I'm not bringing that monetary value to the table, I now mean shit to you. That, that's, that's when you know you're in a bullshit world. Because like I said, bro, when people drop out of that tier, I understand they're dropping out of that tier because they probably can no longer afford it. Okay, just like, oh, well, man, Vince made the decision not to make wrestling more important than his own family. I understand that. No, bro, it don't don't work that way in that business. So 
I don't even know how I got off on all this shit. I am not grateful that I once worked in the professional wrestling business. And you know what, bro? If that makes me a bad person, then guess what, bro? That makes me a bad person. That's the truth, and that's the way it is. That is it, everybody. I said what I got to say. Take care, man. I will see you all next week. Chicken neck, every night of the week.